This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestle fans? Welcome to episode 160 of the Basin Booker's podcast, TM. If you don't know, I'm Rich the Riz, TM. Here with my bro, Basement Chair, TM. Why are you saying TM? You, you'll, you'll know soon enough, but according to Anthem Sports and Entertainment, if you just put TM at the end of everything, it means you have a legally copyrighted trademark. All right. I thought you had to do paperwork and stuff to do that. Ah, uh, well, I mean, you know, if you want to do things the right way, but you know. Well, we'll, 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 you will talk about that once we get to the veggies. They didn't get the paperwork? Uh, well, seemingly not. Uh, alright, well, we may as well jump into that veggie. We could always just come back around. Um, apparently, Impact has been going to their YouTube channel. And any instance of the broken anything, Hardy's, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Rebby, any of them, any mention of them, they're putting TM at the end of their name to claim trademark status. Meanwhile, Rebby Sky is claiming on Twitter that she had filed for trademark status a while ago and actually got the paperwork approved and everything. So we shall see what happens. Okay. Um, law is the law, so... We'll figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out together. So we got a big episode today. We have Bookamania. Yeah, it's, it's 12, 12 matches, 6 and 6. You may be ready to to make it through the mania. Yeah. All right. So shall, are you, do you have anything to say before we finish the veggies and then get to the Bookamania? Well, you seem to be getting right to it, so we could do that. Because you just, you ran, you ran into the veggies, and you sprinted. All right, we'll just get straight down to business. Hey, I, I was ready. I, I would have just done the quick hit with putting the TMs at the beginning of our uh, podcast and our intro just to, you know, make sure to get that out there because we want to get TM'd. want to make sure we're TM'd so no one steals our shit. TM. That doesn't matter. They're going to steal anyway. They already stole from me again. Well, that's, that's another company stealing from you. That is a true story, though. Well, it's the best company to steal from me. I agree. All right, great. Um, is there music for this show? We don't even have a band. Nobody found a band. Nobody went out and did any any type of paperwork. No one's singing America the Beautiful. Well, we, well, we got TMs all over the place. There are none on my paper because this is new. Well, I, I just got here. I, I haven't gotten to your paperwork yet in order to write TM barely legibly on it. You're not going to write on my thing. Damn it. Cause, oh, you'd have to type it into it and you'd all mess right. up my tapestry that I've created. I got TMs all over the place. Uh, for the record, I wrote this in a half hour, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, it, it was the culmination of many days of thinking about what to do. Now, Bookiverse, I'm going to warn you. There may be some things missing from this episode. Uh, specifically, I wanted to make it more about the talent on my show as opposed to the uh, characters that are 
on my show. So there, I have written nothing this episode. There is no Angelo Dawkins dialogue Aww. in here. So, because I spent, for the first time, second time in history, I've written out the matches as best as I could. So there's a lot of action. You're going to have to put on your Imaginarian glasses so you can see what I craft here. Uh, it's not very detailed, but it's, uh, I don't know, I worked hard, kind of, on it. It's hard to write these because you got to use a lot of your imagination. This is a run-on sentence. <laughs> so I'm okay. going to do the first match. Uh, I got to pick a random one because I just put them in weird order. Uh, start off with... I'm going to do... You know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it in the order I wrote it in. We'll do... Um, You know what? No, I changed my mind. <laughs> I was going to open the show with the Hell in a Cell match. Tornado tag team match. But I'm going to start this with the uh, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton regular wrestling match. Regular match. Uh... So Randy Orton, he comes out and he and he's in the ring and he's ready to fight. And Dean Ambrose, he's he's also ready to fight. These guys aren't friends. They hate each other. I don't know which one's crazier than the other. But uh Dean Ambrose won this match. I just want you guys to know this. He he won it with the dirty deeds. This was said to be a good match. While Randy was <laughs> unable to land an RKO. He did a lot of damage to Dean Ambrose. Neither man will be the same. So just imagine, just imagine the knockout, drag out, regular match, and two guys, just, just warriors. So now Dean Ambrose, because Randy Orton couldn't hit the RKO. So because if Randy would have hit the RKO, I'm pretty sure uh, Dean Ambrose would have lost. Uh, so Ambrose is the winner, and he's going to have... Uh, a title match against the champion, whoever that may be after uh, the Booker Mania semi-main event later on tonight. All right, wait, wait, so... It was said to be a good match. Okay. I just, just say that last part again, something about the, the main event, because I got, I, got, I got lost. Because my championship match is a semi-main event. Right, so what happened, so... So Dean Ambrose... Uh-huh. Faces the champion. Okay, I'm sorry. Whenever he wants. Okay. After Booker Mania. Okay, good. It's in the last episode of SmackDown that okay. everybody listened to. Yes. You didn't listen to. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, I do. How do you know I that I didn't listen to it and just forgot? Oh, uh, because you don't listen. <laughs> you you admitted that you don't listen. You told me. If Unless I had time to listen, to I would have had time to write my half of Booker Mania before today. I don't want to get into your time management issues here. This is, this I'm is Booker I'm Mania. Better, I'm better than some that aren't in this room. This this is Booker Mania, brother. It is Booker Mania, brother. And Raw side of Booker Mania is going to start with the Raw Rumble. So basically, everyone not involved in a separate match. Sorry, every male superstar not involved in a match at Booker Mania is in a battle royal for the number one contendership of their choosing. So, you're doing a Memo Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, brother, where the reward is something? Yes. 
something other than a, a statue trophy thing that is going to either get broken or not seen ever again. I think Baron Corbin's is fine. Maybe. Uh, speculation is out. Participants for this match are AJ Styles, Bo Dallas. Oh, by the way, this is in mostly alphabetical order. You put AJ Styles in the Raw, Rich's Raw's version of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Brother. Yes. Okay. I mean, if you, if you've been following my Raw, he's kind of just there right now. Needs, he still needs a purpose. He's still trying to find his way. AKA, he's trying, I'm trying to find food for him. Anyway. So, AJ Styles, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, Curtis Axel, Darren Young, Heath Slater, Hideo Itami, Jack Swagger, Johnny Gargano, Kalisto, Mojo Rawley, uh, Buddy Murphy, Ryback, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sin Cara, Titus O'Neil, Tommaso Ciampa, Zack Ryder, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, R-Truth, Goldust, Dash Dawson, and Jimmy and Jay Uso. Those are our participants. Oh, I, I went in detail for most of these matches, by the way. I did too. Just that one I didn't care about as much. Which is weird since Randy Orton literally buried Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but let's just say it's far from over. I I believe it. Alright. So the match starts and Darren Young goes straight for Ryback, but the big guy eliminates him early. Before Darren Young can get his bearings on the outside, Bob Backlund races down and attacks him and they brawl up the epic Bookermania ramp to the back. Getting down to the wire, obviously I cut a bunch of stuff out, we have left Dash, Dawson, AJ Styles, Blake, Murphy, Ryback, Seth, and Nakamura. Dash and Dawson team up to eliminate Ryback with help from AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Nakamura joins the fray, but Seth sends him over the top, and Nakamura is selling a knee injury. AJ Styles, Blake, and Murphy then come up behind Seth to send him out. Dash and Dawson try to capitalize, but get tossed out, leaving AJ, Blake, and Murphy. Blake gets sent over the top by AJ, but he lands on the apron and hangs on. AJ and Murphy go at it, back and forth. Blake comes back in to help Murphy, but AJ dodges and Blake gets hung up in the ropes. AJ tosses Murphy over and turns into a huge dropkick by Blake, sending him over the top to, onto the apron. Then Blake kicks his legs out from under him, sending AJ to the floor. And Wesley Blake wins the match. He's celebrating in the ring like Michael's when his boyhood dream came true. Dasha comes into the ring and says... Congratulations, Wesley Blake. You just earned a championship shot. Have you thought about which title you want to challenge for? I'm going to Disney World. Blake, breathless, says, Dasha, every little boy grows up with dreams of being the champion. In this case, the global champion. Some of those kids recognize the prestige of the U.S. title, held by greats like Harley Race, Terry Funk. <sighs> He's breathless. You're breathless. No, I'm not. Ric Flair... Ricky Steamboat, and other legends. One day, I aspire to be considered in the same class as those greats. Right now, where I'm at in my career, I have one goal in mind. And I wouldn't be where I am, winner of the first ever Raw Rumble, without my best friend, Buddy Murphy, who's looking on from the floor. If he can find in himself to give me one more chance, I would like to become a tag team champion alongside him. Murphy's on the floor in shock. He slowly gets into the ring, looking at his estranged tag team partner in disbelief. Blake holds out his hand for Murphy to shake. Murphy considers the outstretched hand for a moment, shakes his head, slaps the hand aside, 
and hugs his best friend in the middle of the ring in front of however many fucking members of the Bookiverse. Four people. You don't know that. No, I mean, in the arena. Oh. There's like uh, at least 400. Okay. I was. That's good. I know, I know you, uh, you like Blake and Randy I'm confused. Why, why is it estranged? Because the last episode they were, they were good. Yeah, but they've kind of been on and off. Hmm. Okay, I guess I got confused. Usually, okay. So they hug it out, and they're going to challenge for the tag team championships at some point down the road. Very interesting. Your match is similar in some way to my match. I said mine first, and I have not read yours, so we're both original. But hmm. I said I wasn't making any. But I, but I said my originality first. I didn't steal. Shit. I wasn't making any accusations. Good. Why are you? I'm just saying. Well, I, no one can hear me typing anything. I'm not typing anything. I didn't say you were. So you why typing? I didn't change anything? Your hands off the keyboard. I don't have my okay. hands on my keyboard. <laughs> I have my hands on my button, and I have my other hand on my lap. Okay. By my junk. That's fantastic. Thank you. I'm taking my turn. Mm-hmm. Now sit back and listen. Don't sit back. You're going to make noise. I know. We're going to do... We're going to one-up that match somehow. All right. We're going to have my tag team championship match. And it's going to be... Which I spelled He Wyatt's. <laughs> he Wyatt's. <laughs> defend against... The... Because on if you missed last week's episode of SmackDown, you missed out because the Wyatts have said that you know they'll challenge any team or any two wrestlers if they want to join up, and they could anyone can challenge for their tag team championships from SmackDown. So Bubba Ray Dudley is back. He's back, and he has a wheelbarrow. And and in his wheel in his wheelbarrow he's got some chains, and he said it was him who attacked Luke Harper two weeks ago on SmackDown, and it was also him who tied him up and left him in the boiler room before Booker Mania. He says the Wyatts cost his brother his livelihood, that he is both physically and psychologically broken. His new partner was also a friend of Devon's, and his name is the Big Show. Big Show comes out, and he's ready to fight. He also has a wheelbarrow. It's like bigger than Bubba Ray's wheelbarrow. It's a Big Show wheelbarrow. Big Show and Bubba Ray beat the Wyatts with with the giant 3D. After the match, Bubba tosses Eric Rowan into his wheelbarrow, and Big Show does the same with Strowman. They chain them up in there, and they roll them off. Up to the stage because they're jacking them for reasons that we make clear later. Was that a championship match? Yeah, the tag team champion. Ah, Bubba I Ray. said that they were going to defend the titles and, against anybody. And Big Show. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Bubba Ray and Big Show are the, are the SmackDown tag champs. Yes, they are now. Cool. I thought that was a obvious when I said that. Were you not Maybe. paying attention? I am paying attention, and I was paying of attention. Of course it's for the championship. I might have been paying too much attention. So much attention that I missed some words. I know I said all the words. Okay. I'm reading it from paper on my Ish. computer. Paperish. No, I typed it. It's not on a paper. It's on your screen. Yeah, but it's simulated paper. Yes. 
like printing paper. All right, you're up. All right. So next we have Rusev versus Austin Aries in a no-disqualification match for the U.S. Championship. It's a fast-paced match to start, with Aries clearly trying to work on the leg of Rusev to counter his power and size advantage. Rusev catches him and suplexes him over the tops of the floor, but by the time Rusev gets there, Aries found the kendo stick under the ring and continues the assault on Rusev's leg with it, but also starts working over the upper back. Aries seems more at home in the no-DQ environment than Rusev, hitting him with everything he can find, including one of the announcer's monitors, to the back of the neck, seemingly taking him out. Rusev is barely moving after the monitor strike. Aries gets his large opponent back into the ring as fast as he can for a count of two. Aries isn't deterred, though, and locks in the last chancery, and after that strike with the monitor on the back of the neck, Rusev just can't take the pain and is forced to tap, and we have a new U.S. champion, Austin Aries. Who are the tag team champions on Raw? That is uh, the club. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um, you, you tapped Rusev to the last chancery? Well, yeah, after taking a fucking monitor to fucking spinal cord. I guess. I guess it's comforting to see that you that you hate Rusev as much as Vince does. I don't hate Rusev. This is actually the first time Rusev's lost since uh, the first match against uh, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Okay. Yeah, for the to determine the uh, primary title on Raw since you had the uh, world title. Yeah, the real one. I remember. Yeah, the real I remember. One. At least I don't have a fucking universal title. What the fuck is that? That's scrapped from this universe. And fuck that. We didn't even go with Bookerversal title, which we could have, but... I wasn't going to go with that. (laughs) The Bookerversal title. No, I wasn't going to go with that. It'll be red and purple striped. No, ew, man. (laughs) You you would make that the worst title ever. You know what? That's that's your title now. No, I wouldn't have done that, no. I would not have done that. No. That's so on the nose. (laughs) We don't even... yeah, screw that title. <laughs> screw that show. You know, people were saying that Raw was good. I didn't agree. All right. Uh, I, I don't want to go back and look at my notes to try and remember things. Just take my word for it since I actually... I don't know how is it that I remember it and I fast forward most of it, but you... Because I Why do you watch it if you're not going to remember what happens? Uh, I enjoy it at the time. Maybe. It gives me time to play WWE champions. So you're like a goldfish. Am I? Yeah, I I think what they does that mem- mean? their memory is like it's I guess they forget in like a minute or something. I don't know. I'm bro science. <laughs> I don't want to open my web browser. All right. I going to get the next match now. Yup. All right, this is going to be a doozy. I should have got water. All right, so I'm going to do John Cena versus Finn Balor. Uh, John Cena costs Finn Balor any rematches for his Intercontinental Championship. And Finn Balor challenged John Cena to WrestleMania match. This Book-a- match. Bookamania. Yeah, whatever. It's the same shit. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's. Ours is WrestleMania, WrestleMania. They're both millions of dollars. This is just storyline. This match is strength and experience against speed and cunning. John Cena is having a hard time keeping up with Balor. Balor has John Cena telegraphed. Any wrestler worth their salt knows what to expect from John Cena, as he's been in the business for many years. And there's a lot of tape. Did you know you could watch it on the WWE Network? It's $9.99 a month. 
free for the first month. Are they paying you? No, that my my uh my announcers are okay. Oh, okay. Advertising. <laughs> Though he has managed to pull out all the stops in the past to defeat his opponents, John Cena doesn't have a lot of tricks left. Time is the enemy of all men. After a third attempt at an AA, Finn Balor, uh, the demon, is tapping into that dark space he has gone to before against many opponents in the past. So John Cena has tried third, three times to get an AA on Balor, and it's just not working, in case you didn't follow that. Fed Balor hits the 1916 and follows it up with the coup de gras. The crowd has shifted in favor of Balor, uh, in, in favor of Balor because of his fresh style. Finn Balor wins. John Cena makes it to his feet after being pinned for three, three seconds, as is tradition. He goes to shake Finn Balor's hand. Balor is hesitant, but decides to shake Cena's hand. Cena pulls Balor in for a hug and they separate. John Cena raises Balor's hand and points to him, letting the crowd know that the best man won and goes to leave the ring. Balor is celebrating his Booker Mania win. He goes out to the to ringside because to him, beating John Cena isn't about a championship. It's about earning respect. It's about showing the... Oh my God! Oh my God! John Cena! John Cena has just shoulder tackled Finn Balor or he's about to go hug his mom and his dad. And Finn Balor is down. He is down. John Cena. John Cena is a man possessed. He is just beating the holy hell out of Finn Balor. Somebody stop this. They're too late. They're too late because John Cena is clearing off the announce table. And he's just, he, he's just AA'd Finn Balor through the announce table. The other one. And what? He's got a steel chair. He's taking a steel chair and he's just, he's, he's wrapping it around Balor's foot. He's got the steel steps and he's, he's hammering down the steel steps with the, finally the, there's enough personnel to get. You gotta, you gotta stop this. Stop this, John. Just don't think about the children, John. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, finally, and, and Dawkins is out there and he's trying to get he's trying to get things under wraps he's trying to get the guards he's telling them to get him out of here get him out of here and John Cena just he throws up his hands like he's gonna do the the thing that he does with his hands and he does it you can't see me in the face of all the guards he turns around and he walks off intermission because the paramedics Finn Balor God, ladies and gentlemen, I've never witnessed, I've never in my, in my, uh, three years of, uh, professional broadcasting have I ever seen, I've ever seen such, such a change in a man. I don't think John Cena was here tonight. I think what we witnessed was just something else. Something, something dangerous. And scene. Nice. We finally get to see a heel turn. It's the heel turn that you've all been waiting for, and you'll never see, but you will hear on this free per listen. Okay. Raw's next match. Bailey versus Asuka in a two out of three falls match 
for the women's world title. Asuka starts off quick and very aggressive, obviously still angry over losing her title to Bailey a few weeks ago in a gauntlet match, which involved all the female superstars. Asuka goes for her running hip attack, but Bailey dodges, and Asuka's hung up in the ropes. Bailey kicks her to the outside. Graves thinks Asuka may have injured her back or ribs in, in the process. Following her out, Bailey fi- uh, finally mounts some offense, running Asuka back first into the apron, then into the ring post, then into the barricade, and finally shoving her into the steps before going back into the ring to break the ref's count. She comes back out, tosses Asuka into the ring, covers for two. Bailey sets up for her a corner thing with the shoulder block, the backflip, and two-man imitation, and the elbow, and covers again for two. Bailey to Bailey for another two count, and Graves points out that Asuka looks like she's having trouble breathing. Asuka's clearly in pain, possibly injured. The ref checks on her, but she waves him off and wants to continue. Bailey sets her up for the Bailey to Bailey from the second rope and hits it, and Asuka just barely gets her shoulder up. Ref checks on Asuka again, who's sucking wind like a smoker who just ran a marathon, plus wincing with every breath. The ref calls the doctor over, but Asuka shoves him away, charges at Bailey, and then Bailey hits another belly to belly to gain the first fall. Doctor comes into the ring, check on Asuka, and she's hurting and insisting she continue the match, but she can't breathe without wincing, and the doctor tells the ref that she cannot continue, and Bailey retains. That's the interesting finish, which there is. Yeah, I, I wrote that and then realized, oh shit, it's a two out of three falls match. Uh, let's just wrap that up. <laughs> so it's not a two out of three falls match? Well, it was supposed to be. It was scheduled to be, but Asuka couldn't continue. You forgot the match you booked. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I realized when I was writing my main event. Oh, that's okay. I had ideas. I had places I wanted to, I wanted to go with this. Well, you keep doing what you need, what you're doing, and everything's gonna be fine for you. Thank you. You're up. I I am. I'm just trying to figure out what to do because the last match I read was very intense. Well, the post match was really intense. Well, that's that's what matters to me. The steel ring steps to the fucking chair wrapped around the ankle. By God. Can do. Ladies and gentlemen, I. I just, I, we're back here with the, with the, with Jared Smackdown announced team. I just, I want to apologize to all the, uh, uh, the people out there with small children that were watching. John Cena was a hero to many, to a generation of, uh, WWE fans. And, uh, this ain't ballet. Tell you what. Uh, alright. <laughs> so now we got the, the first ever on this SmackDown brand that I'm aware of, Triple H and Cade versus Kid Kayak and Roman Reigns in a Tornado Hell in a Cell tag team match. Ah. This match was rough. It was rough for everybody. Everybody had good moves in there. Triple H did stuff that he does. He, he, he may or may not have had a sledgehammer, but guess what? He has. Uh... So Triple H accidentally hits Kane with his sledgehammer as he was aiming for Kid Kayak, but Roman shoved Kane in the way to take the shot instead. So Kid Kayak hits his finishing maneuver, which is the patented paddle kick on Triple H, which was followed by a spear from the biggest dog. It's his yard. Roman Reigns. 
Did Kid Kayak, he, he want, he's got something to say. He, he wants a talking stick. What's he going to say, guys? Triple H, I feel right now is probably the only time anyone can actually say anything to you. And maybe, maybe you're going to listen to me. I'd like the cameraman to please zoom in on me real quick. While I do this, this announcement, I want you to get in real tight, real close. I don't want to screw this up, so. Triple H, it looks like it's game over. <laughs> Roman Reigns looks over at Kid Kayak. Really? What? I had to. Kane comes too. Triple H is still down. Kane helps Triple H to his feet and choke slams him through the mat. You're gonna have to have the ring crew fix it. God damn it. He raises his arms and he drops them. Hellfire shoots out from the cell. Ah. Yeah. Well, folks, as we, uh, as we prepare the ring for after, uh, Kane just destroyed it, basically. It's not destroyed, it just had a hole. You could easily fix yeah, that. Yeah, a Triple H-shaped hole. Easily? Easily. You gotta, they got a friggin'... Just put extra tarp. Uh, Alright. Well, after all that explanation, they're done. The ring's set up. The Hell in a Cell is gone. They've got all the ashes. Triple H's corpse is gone. His ashes are gone. It's all gone. Everything's gone except the people and the ring. And we have... Uh, the Authors of Pain versus The Ascension versus Gallows and Anderson in a triple threat tag team match for the tag team championship. This match is all over the place, chaotic from the start, as you'd expect, which is an environment where the club absolutely thrives. The six men pair off in twos, with no team gaining a definitive advantage until The Ascension get Carl Anderson in the ring by himself and hit the fall of man, but Aikum breaks up the pinfall. Gallows rolls Anderson out of the ring, and they both let the other two teams battle it out for a bit. And after uh, the Authors of Pain hit the Super Collider on the Ascension, followed by the last chapter on Connor, Gallows comes in with a chair and levels the playing field. Graves tells Cole that was a terrible pun. The Authors of Pain try to double-team Gallows, but Carl Anderson evens it up, and they get Akam out of the ring and hit the Magic Killer on Razor to retain their tag team championships. Yay. Boo. Yay! Boo! I think the ascension of the faces there. There, there have to be faces. I guess there don't have to be any faces, but but there were. I don't know what your ascension is. There's something. I think they're winning. They're winning the crowd over with you, their. Uh, oh, how do we know? Charisma that? until the end of the match. Charisma. They don't have that. You don't know. My ascension does. I don't know about WWE. What did you give them? A- Freaking personality transplant? Yeah, they they swapped uh, face paint for personality. Like the Usos? Yeah. Huh. Fucking hot crowd for them this week. That's That's because they were selling drugs after the show. But that was after the show. What about before the show? They were selling alcohol before the show. Nice. Okay. I got a women's championship match, so hold on to your seats. This match is an elimination chamber match rules type thing, but it's not elimination chamber. Okay. Just let you guys know. It, cause I was looking at the names, I'm looking at how many of them are, there are. It's pretty much an elimination chamber match without the elimination chamber. So it's a, it's a taxi, it's a women's championship match. Elimination rules, alright? Jesus. 
Becky Lynch drew the short straw. She's going to start out the match with her opponent, Nia Jax. Now, before I go, I'll let you guys know who's in here. There's Charlotte versus Liv Morgan versus Paige versus Nia Jax versus Naomi versus Becky Lynch, who is current champion. Uh, the other opponents will enter the match in two-minute intervals. Uh, Becky Lynch starts off the match with Nia Jax. After two minutes, Liv Morgan is in. Like, I'm not telling you what they were doing. They were doing wrestling moves, okay? You know what happens. So Becky was holding her own against Nia. And then Liv started to help Becky take on Nia Jax. So they teamed up to try to weaken the behemoth. Because she's a mountain of a woman. Charlotte is in next and joins in the fight. Fatigue is setting in on Becky and Nia, with Nia still strong enough to handle all three women at once. Until Charlotte and Becky double drop kick Nia to the outside. Liv and Charlotte decide it's in their best interest to gang up on Becky so they can guarantee a new women's champion. Paige is out next as she seemingly goes to assist Becky by shoving Charlotte and Liv away only to put Becky in the PTO. Instead of tapping out, she passes out, and this means she's eliminated. Naomi joins the battle as Becky is being removed by the trainers, but Nia Jax is back in the ring, and she just barrels into Naomi, sandwiching her in the corner. Naomi falls forward to the mat, face first, only for Nia Jax to turn her over. While that's happening, Liv Morgan and Charlotte are brawling. Liv still wants revenge for missing out on months of her career because of Charlotte. She was in a coma. Nia Jax does a splash off the top rope onto Naomi. Charlotte has Liv in the figure four leg lock, but Liv reverses it. They struggle. The referee counts three on Naomi after Nia splashed down on her and hooked the leg. Naomi is eliminated. Paige was lying in wait and attacks Nia, jumping onto her from the top rope. They fight. Liv Morgan was able to break the figure four, but the damage was done. Charlotte hit the natural selection and eliminated Liv Morgan from the match. Paige and Charlotte reunite in a temporary alliance against Nia Jax. They try to suplex her, but she's just too strong and she reverses it. Only here it's not as messy as when she did it on TV. <laughs> she tosses Paige out of the ring and puts Charlotte in a sharpshooter, just like she did to Natalia many SmackDowns ago. Charlotte taps out. Paige is back in. But Nia Jax lays her out with a choke slam and just sits on her chest. The ref counts three, and Nia Jax is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Who can stop this, this monster? The, the women's division has changed forever. We're making moments here at Booker Mania. I can't, we gotta go to Raw. I can't, I'm losing my mind over here. Well, hold on to your seat there, because we have a co-match to call. Well, my announcers and your announcers, I should say. Yeah, I we know. got... I'm just going to listen to it. The Undertaker <laughs> versus The Miz. With the winning winning team, of course, Undertaker from Riz's Raw. Miz from Basement Jair's SmackDown. 
with the winning uh, GM having bragging rights for I don't know what. So Miz comes out first to nuclear heat, and the announcers remind us that Mrs. Cronies are banned from ringside, punishable by firing if they appear. Taker's long-ass entrance starts with a procession of about 80 druids taking up position along the enormous Bookermania ramp. The entire arena fills up with fog, and Taker eventually gets down to the ring, with Miz on the outside with a blank expression on his face. As Taker climbs into the ring, Miz attacks, pulling his leg out from under him, hanging Taker up in the rope. Miz keeps Taker's leg tied in the rope and keeps kicking at the knee of Taker, with the ref trying to back him up so he can start the match. Miz unhooks Taker's leg from the rope, causing him to fall to the floor outside, landing on his shoulder. Miz goes outside, helps Taker into the ring, and Taker can't seem to put any weight on his left leg. The ref asks Taker if he can compete, who says he can, but the ref doesn't seem convinced. Miz goes after Taker, but eats a straight right hand to the moneymaker, and he goes down, convincing the ref that Taker is good to go, and he calls for the opening bell. Taker rolls Miz over, who gets his shoulder up at two. Both on their feet, a striking battle ensues, with Taker gaining the upper hand, till Miz kicks his leg out from under him, and Taker goes down to a knee, allowing Miz to hit his low DDT, gaining him a two count. Miz seems to have a game plan, as he drags Taker to the corner, goes outside, and crotches Taker on the ring post, before locking the figure four around the post. Taker tries to swat at Miz, but can't reach him. Miz breaks a hold before, uh, just before the ref gets to five, then locks it in again. Taker's trying to fight out of it, but he's just not in a position in position two. Miz again breaks before five and locks it in again, but Taker turns, getting his upper body out of the ring, putting all the weight of, of both of them on both of their knees, forcing Miz to break the hold, but the damage seems to have been done, as Taker seemingly can't put any weight on his left leg now. They both make it into the ring, and Taker sets up shop in the corner, telling Miz to come at him. Miz does, starting with some kicks to the left knee he's been working on since before the match started, but Taker kicks him away with his good leg. Miz goes outside and pulls Taker's leg, and when Miz goes to crotch him again, Taker braces his good foot against the ring post and pushes off, pulling Miz face first into the post. Miz is disoriented but determined. He shakes off and gets into the ring, and when Taker's still down, locks in the figure four. Taker tries to make it to the rope, but Miz pulls him back. Finally, Taker rolls over and gets close enough to the the side ropes for the ref to call for the break. Miz goes for the figure four again, only to be kicked away. He tries one more time, but Taker grabs his wrist and locks in the Hell's Gate submission, the Goga Plata. But Miz is too close to the ropes, and the ref calls for the break. Taker gets up as Miz is recovering, and seems to be well balanced on just his right leg. He hits a few strikes, staggering the A-lister, the final one knocking him down. As Miz struggles to his feet, Taker does his throat slashing motion and hits a choke slam when Miz gets to his feet, but only gets two. Taker gets up, bangs against his left knee to try to get some circulation into it, and picks Miz up for the last ride, hits the last ride, looks around, realizes the war he's been in, and picks Miz up for a tombstone, and the one, two, three. Gong. That was a good match. I would have just buried Miz, though. You did good. I had no reason to. But Miz, well, he's the Undertaker. You would have been fine. Yeah, but Miz, you know, Miz is pretty damn over on major SmackDown. He, so. He's over like Rover, Clover, Clover. He always, game, he always has a game plan, so I gave him a game plan. The game plan. And, ta- and Taker has a year to recover, like always. He's got to go into hibernation, into his cave. Hip surgery, fucking knee surgery. He's going to have brain surgery soon maybe or like he's probably getting stem cells injected into him that's what i would do 
Mm. If I had the money. And and that hot wife? Yeah. I don't need the hot wife. I need the stem cells. <laughs> I could use the stem cells for my fucking memory. So now I'm going to have the SmackDown. I don't know how to follow that up. But I'm going to do my best here. My SmackDown main event for the WWE Championship. And it is anyone on the SmackDown roster. Anyone. Bray Wyatt comes out to the light of the fireflies. When the lights come up, after he blows out his lantern, he begins to speak. For it is he who has the talking stick. My brothers are missing. It's true. I will find them. And there will be retribution. First, I said history would be made. And I will defend my championship against anyone of the Smackdown flock. Come be a part of history. Face your fear. De, 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 de. I try to do Baron Corbin. Nice. So, Baron Corbin comes out to the ring, and he's got a microphone of his own. You don't scare me, Wyatt. See, you come out here and you start talking about fear and retribution. To me, that just makes you weak. I didn't come out here to make friends family, or fans. I came here to win championships, and you just made a big mistake. You gave me an opportunity to become the champion. The champion. Ring the bell. Baron Corbin takes the fight to Wyatt, who is still one of the toughest men to lace up the boots. Bray Wyatt is a large man, a large, agile man. He uses his whole body as a weapon, as he has ring awareness. He is a third generation superstar after all. Baron Corbin is a man fighting as if this was his only chance to become champion. His whole career he's felt like he's been denied opportunities. That he's more than earned. Maybe it was in his head. It didn't matter. Because fuel is fuel. And he used it all. Bray Wyatt has been called the eater of worlds. And the new face of fear. Tonight, he's known as the former WWE champion. To kick out of one deep six was impressive enough. Two, well that's really lucky. There is no third try. Baron Corbin is handed the title. He looks down at it. He wasn't surprised. All he needed was an opportunity. And sometimes, you just need to take it. And scene. Cool. I'm crafting movies. This is the art of wrestling, people. That was my ag- magnum opus. That is the end. And that's that's it for SmackDown. Wow. That's interesting. That's good stuff. Shake it up the status quo. <laughs> Shake it up. Well. So now Raw gets to close the show here. We have Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. For the global championship. Michael Cole is horse from the war of attrition we just witnessed in Taker versus Miz. Owens comes out for his championship match, but he has a mic. Samoa Joe, I hope you had a good day today. I hope you enjoyed your last hours with the global championship. I hope you got your quality time in. I hope you got some pictures with it, because it's about to end. 
this is your final few minutes with the title. So, most importantly of all, I hope you shined it up real nice for me. I like shiny titles. I may even keep your plates as a keepsake. Maybe I'll keep one, and you can keep the other one, so I can always remember who I won my first global championship from, and you can remember who you lost it to. I'll even sign the back, and you can go have my signature engraved on it. That'll last longer than your title run. That'll make a pretty sweet souvenir. Maybe after I walk away with your title, and Joe's music interrupts him, thankfully, saving us from the rest of Owen's diatribe. The competitors are introduced by Howard Finkel himself, taken out of the mothballs for this, the first ever Bookamania. Both men come out swinging, eventually going strike for strike, and Joe gets the better of the exchange, but Owens pokes him in the eye. Owens locks in a sleeper hold, seemingly a good strategy against the big Samoan, but Joe gets to the rope, and Owens breaks it four. Another battle of strikes, and Joe looks a bit slower than before the sleeper, and Owens gets the upper hand this time, knocking Joe down, allowing Owens to get a few stomps in before he can roll to the outside. As Joe's shaking off the cobwebs, Owens gets a running start and leaps over the top rope for a senton, knocking Joe down. Graves puts both men over as two of the four most athletic big men ever in the sport, with the other two being Bam Bam Bigelow and former WWE champion Bray Wyatt. Both are slow to get up, but Owens gets up first, helps Joe up and shows him back first into the apron. Owens goes for a running splash against the apron, but Joe dodges, and Owens gets the wind knocked out of him. Joe hits a running single leg dropkick, then ducks into and out of the ring to break the ref's count. Back outside, Joe goes back to the straight jabs, knocks Owens down, and hits a running senton. Joe tosses him inside and covers for two. Seeing Owens breathing heavy, Joe locks in a body scissor to keep the prize fighter from catching his breath. To quote JBL, if you can't breathe, you can't fight. Owens twists around the hold, but Joe tries to turn it into a triangle choke, which Owens avoids by shifting his weight and pinning Joe's shoulders to the mat for two. Back on a relatively even playing field, the battle of strikes ensues again, with Joe pressuring Owens into the corner, where he hits a few fast jabs and Owens is down on his ass. Joe paintbrushes Owens with his boot a few times, and Owens doesn't seem to like it one bit. Joe lets Owens up and hits the rope, but Owens hits a stiff lariat to knock the Samoan down. He sets Joe up in the corner for the cannonball, hits it, and covers for two. Owens locks in a reverse chin lock, and we're in chin lock city here for a few minutes. Joe finally gets to his feet and hits a jawbreaker to get out of it, but Owens charges, uh, counters the charging Samoan with a super kick and another cover for two. Owens seems confident and is about to throw Joe into the ropes, presumably for the pop-up powerbomb when Brock's music hits. Owens is distracted, allowing Joe to lock in the Kokina clutch. There's no sign of Brock on the ramp, and Owens is fighting the submission, but taps just before passing out, and Joe retains the global championship. You did it. He's the therapy to the world. Still. St- Ed still. Hashtag. And apparently, Owens' uh, feud with Brock is not over. I I think obviously is the better word. Obviously. Obviously. So, um, we skipped the veggies. We didn't skip anything. <laughs> you went right into your, your thing. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> you did. Oh, I don't think so. I wasn't even drinking yet. Hold on a second. Because <laughs> we did the TM thing. You said that you were going to make, you were going to just break the news down to the TM thing. And then we went into the show. 
Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I thought I was gonna briefly do that, and then we hit the rest of the veggies, and then go in. But I didn't okay. know there were any veggies. You can just fix it at the end. I can do that. I probably won't. Though. I'll probably just leave it as is. All right. Well, for those that haven't heard, condolences go out this week to Jim Ross on the loss of his wife Jan, who was hit by a car from behind while riding her scooter without a helmet on Tuesday. God damn it! And he says he will still be. Doing whatever he's spo- he's has scheduled for WrestleMania week, so Jr. is pressing on. Ed Nordholm of Anthem slash Impact announced a partnership with AAA, saying it would quote bring the best of both promotions together. Let's see uh, what they mean by that. And lastly, we have a rumor. According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWE's been in discussions with Sinclair Broadcasting regarding buying out Ring of Honor. WWE and ROH reps have declined to comment so far. Ring of Honor Chief Operating Officer, though, Joe Coff, sent a memo to all ROH talent saying that rumors of a buyout are untrue and the discussions going on pertain only to their tape library. They also said, quote, Sinclair's corporate policy is never to comment on speculative rumors and unsubstantiated stories. So, there we go. It's going to happen, just not right now. This is about video, but eventually it'll happen. It's what always happens. There's also speculation online that due to uh, the Hardee's online store shutting down, um, that that means that they signed with WWE and they might possibly appear at Mania. I think there's a lot going on right now. Between the Hardys and Impact slash Anthem. And it could have something to do with that rather than contracts. All I know is we will find out. What's today? Friday? People are going to listen to this on Saturday and Sunday. We'll find out in a week. I don't think they're going to be able to listen to it on Saturday. They might listen to it on Sunday. Listen. Because that's when you'll be finished. Listen, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll do it tomorrow. So you're just going to edit this part out when you don't do it tomorrow. Maybe. <laughs> See? <laughs> Whenever you listen. You got to yeah. listen. Huh? You got to listen all every day. You, if you don't have a new episode, you're supposed to listen to an older episode. You, you, we have old episodes. We do. Damn it. 159 of them. Oh, look who's a smart guy. I can count to to 160. <laughs> hmm. What do you think of Bookmania? I thought SmackDown sold the show. To be honest, uh, I might be a little bit biased, I but think you are. I think I think the Bookiverse should uh, just let us know what they thought. Hashtag Bookmania, <laughs> and then whatever I was. Hashtag Bookamania. Let us know which, whose episode, whose uh, episodes, not episodes, whose uh, uh, contributions to Bookamania you liked better. See, I wasn't even going to do that. See, I did it the other way because I froze because I was going to say do hashtag Jared Smackdown or hashtag Rizzo's Raws or what you think is better. But instead, instead of pitting us against each other, I asked for them to tell us what they think of it as a whole. You see how you turn everything into a competition? You were the one that was, you were gonna do the separate hashtags. I'm making it the same hashtag. And I changed it. 
I change it to what you think about the whole. The whole. Your whole? It's not the sum of two parts. We are the whole. Your whole. I don't want to hear about your whole. W-H-O-L-E. Oh, the entirety. Two halves equal a whole. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I just think it's... I think you're being a child. (laughs) I think it's funny how many times we say whole. It's W-H-O-L-E. Two halves. They're a whole. Circle. Circle. Think of a circle. Think of two halves of a circle, and they become a whole circle. (laughs) One full circle. Like the Earth. The Earth is round. What gets bigger the more you take out of it? (laughs) W-H-O-L-E. A whole. H-O-L-E. W-H-O-L-E. I wrote my stuff down, so I know I can spell. The spelling is perfect. Okay. Why do you do that? Okay. <laughs> like, I I'm know. on an actual news show, <laughs> and, I, and the anchor has no idea what to do. Because that's exactly... This is not, a, this exactly is not the, the news, bro. This is, this is real life. Rated off for realness. Real podcast about a uh, fake sport. To some people. Well, you know what else is a fake sport? Hockey? Politics. Oh. That's not, sp- not. And football. Hmm. Well, no, football. You know, no, 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 no. That's. Well, they not- have pillows in their helmets. Oh, okay. Even still, it ain't ballet. It's not. Ballet is ballet. Yeah. Probably why they call it ballet. And in football, they they have cushions under the padding, like built-in airbags. I'm telling you, bro, it's all it's all a work. They they figure out which team is gonna sell the most merch, and that team's gonna win the Super Bowl. It's just it's academics, economics, whatever. Economics, whatever. Whatever you think it is, this is what it is. You should totally bring back Thugonomics, Cena. Don't tell me how to book my territory, brother. I'm just saying. Listen, don't basement book my SmackDown. <laughs> you don't want me to fantasy booking your fantasy booking? No, I don't. Because I come up with the stuff myself. And I get robbed by some, some freaking SmackDown writer. All the time. Taking my stuff. You know what? I, I brought back Bad Blood first. And it was a SmackDown exclusive. And you took it away from me. God damn it. Would you say that- If you don't get Taylor Swift to do the theme song for that show, you're missing out. <laughs> Just pay the money. You'll get so much exposure. Would you say that regarding whoever's idea in WWE was to bring that pay-per-view name back that you have bad blood with them? I don't have good blood with them. I see what you're trying to do. It's a terrible pun. You, you know, know you know what that means. Big pun? Big pun. No. Uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe since we're starting to ramble. I wasn't rambling, but okay. I can do the go home. I'm not even Again. Drunk. I what does you not being drunk have to do with anything? That I'm rambling. 
well, it's because we're tired and you decided to show up here late. I had to yes, write my I master opus. All right, listen. Can you do the go home too? I- I'm too tired. Oh come on! I'm gonna. Fucking I'm gonna. Gonna, I'm gonna do the go home as quick as possible. Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, rate, review. Goodbye. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Yeah, I have to do that. I have it on my. Oh. See, you would if you would have listened last. Week, oh, the message. What that the match of life is scheduled for one fall and they should make it count. And now you can do what the man says. Now you do what the man says. Uh well I, I already follow the bookers. But you're not making it count. One fall. Follow the bookers!